And we're live. It's just me for today, but hello, it's Jacob. Uh, it's really pretty outside right now. I'm sitting on my front porch, uh, wrapped up in a weighted blanket with a pillow on my lap, watching my dog lick themselves. And like, you know, I've come out here plenty of mornings like this and it's just so serene. I'm blessed to live in like such a pretty area uh, and have the property that I do. I'm very appreciative of it. And you know, this quarantine's had a lot of negative, <clears throat> you know, connotations and, and a lot of, you know, bad things have resulted because of it. Not to sound out of touch, but it's moments like these that I appreciate just like the wind down that I've been able to experience since the quarantine started, you know. Prior to the quarantine, I was doing terrible. Some of the worst mental stability, emotional, what have you, that I've ever experienced in my life. And I've been through a considerable amount. Um, and I really didn't think I was gonna get better. I thought I reached a breaking point and that was scary for me. And I was a little bit terrified when the quarantine first started because I really had no control of the situations that I was experiencing in my everyday life that were making it miserable. And I didn't imagine that would let up from, you know, a stay at home command. Uh, but not having to do school, not having to be around anyone else, having the house to myself as my parents went to work and really just taking some time to, to heal. This entire quarantine has been a huge transformative process for me. But in a way, so was the break, you know. Leading up to the break, there's a lot of things that I just come to accept in my life. Uh, I, I really stopped striving, I guess, at least in the terms of self-improvement. Um, now I don't mean, you know, weightlifting or school where I mean in the sense of like actual self-improvement, sitting down and looking in the mirror at yourself and saying, you know, what can I fix about me? What are some issues I have? Or looking at the, you know, people do this rarer, even rarer, uh, looking at the relationships you have, friendship, platonic, family. You ever like sat down and looked at like what you do that hurts people, <laughs> you know? That's some heavy shit and it's wild to assess that and it's not something we like to do, you know? Uh, but during this quarantine, I've done so much to really heal myself, stuff along that pattern, you know? I mean, I really got into painting and I'm a big, big proponent of of painting now it seems to be a big part of my life now and you know I'd say a few months ago I, I would have told you I couldn't paint for shit um, you never know you know I just picked it up and it's become one of my favorite forms of expression I love it very much it's very fluid um, and a lot of my work has been just huge you know clusterfuck expression for me you know it's been wild to have that you know as someone who has been through so much 
expressing it can not only take a long time, but it can be confusing. And there's a lot of stuff even I don't even know how I feel about it, you know, with myself. That's just, you know, how progress works is something that comes over time. There's a lot of stuff I guess I still haven't processed. Um, I mean, it's not like either of those things happened to me and life just stopped and said, okay, no more trauma, no more crisis, you know, until you're able to recover from that, take your time. No, it never does. And it never will. Uh, I have a friend named Jorge who might be on the show at a later date. Um, and he always says, you know, we work out together a lot. And he always says, you do better when you expect, or when you stop expecting the pain to go away. Like, you know, if you're running uphill, it's not going to go away. <laughs> That's your body's response. It's telling you, hey, I don't like this, you know. Or, hey, lactic acid's building up in my, in my muscle fibers, you know. Uh, but it doesn't mean your, your muscle has uh, reached its max point. It's just whining. And it's going to continue to whine. Because, I mean, that it, it's cause and effect. Um, but, I mean, it's all, uh, a lot of, you know, what I've learned not only just in working out, but, like, meditation and, you know, here, let's toss in another one that we could talk about, public speaking. You know, it's all in your head. It's all so much in your head. Working out, you know, uh, I grew up a very obese and overweight and I hated fitness. I hated working out. It seemed like the exact opposite of not only my personality and what I was, you know, about, but what I was into. And I I, I just played video games. That's, That's what I love to do. And I love to eat. And I didn't have that willpower, at least in the sense of like, what I deserve, excuse me, what I deserved, um, to, to get off the couch and lose weight, and it wasn't until, you know, I saw a friend of mine that was drinking only water, we were roughly the same size at the time, uh, he'd been drinking only water for a few years at that point, and, you know, I, I was drinking three sodas a day, having whatever food I wanted, you know, and I was still playing sports at the time, and that was a big thing for me, because, you know, I was 240 pounds, but I was running, and I was tackling people in football, and this and that, and I'm thinking, well, this is exercise, isn't it, you know, like, why am I not losing weight, and uh, surely enough, though, I tried doing that water thing, you know, just for a week, I lost five pounds in a week, and that really kind of not only shell-shocked me and showing me how, like, unhealthy I was, but also showed me, hey, you know, you've been moaning and groaning and griping about not being able to lose weight this entire time, you know, uh, like it's some thing you just have to accept. You just lost five pounds in a week over doing nothing, over just drinking water. And I realized that if I kept working out, if I kept on pursuing them, and I actually just thought about what I ate and drank, and I put forth that effort that I could put forth on the football field, you know, when I learned it by that point, it took a while for me to get into sports, but then I got into them, and, and then it became my thing for a little bit. Uh, and I would say... Sports weren't as, like, transformative or big for me as they are to other, you know, people. I was never, like, a typical person or a typical boy, per se. But, you know, they definitely did help. I'm not going to say that, like, oh, yeah, sports were the worst years of my life, you know. I may have sour, uh, sour feelings towards some of the 
people I had to associate with and uh, different kinds of coaches and stuff like that. But at its core, I think sports and athleticism, athleticism is very healthy and, and, and good for you, both like spiritually, mentally, and, and bodily. You know, maybe not so much spiritually, but depends on how you look at it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and then I, I coupled all that with exercise and diet, and and I lost weight. I lost 72 pounds in about a six-month period of time, uh, and it was huge for me. You know, I've been fat most of my life, quote unquote. You know, I know that's a stigmatized term nowadays, but I mean, yeah, I was fat. I'll admit it. I was fat. I was 240. And uh, like five four <laughs> or five six or whatever I don't know I was in middle school, and uh, losing that weight was a huge thing for me too though because I had already made some changes in my life at that point to further me down the road of progress and you know put the next foot in the in the in the right direction, uh, and seeing a different me when I looked in the mirror was a huge thing for that it definitely really helped me feel like I had escaped in a way from not just the situations I had been a part of, but myself in a way. Because I really felt like a lot of my trauma defined me as a person for so long, you know. But losing weight was was such a big thing uh, for me, and it still is, you know. Like, it, that led into fitness, and fitness led into, I mean, it's been a lot of things for me. It's been a rock. It's been... You know, uh, I don't know. It's it's helped so much. I really think that two things that can be most important in your life other than the people you love are a healthy body and a healthy mind and soul. Um, that is, if you believe in a soul. You know, I was thinking about that too. Like, if there's anything I believe in, it's a soul. Why should I believe in a body? Yeah, you can touch it and see it. But I mean, sometimes this doesn't even feel like me, you know? What feels like me is, is, the, is the gray matter between my ears, you know? Uh, and as I've, you know, grown up and, and learned about, you know, other religions, I, I was raised in a very, like, strict, uh, not strict per se, it was just like, you know, hey, we're Christians, we're Baptist Christians, and this is how it is. Uh, and although, you know, I still think Christianity is, is a good religion and I choose to follow it to this day, I do think it, it's important to learn about other religions, though. And I think it's important also to give people a choice, you know. I really kind of felt geared towards it, and it caused some issues, like when I really started to get into adolescence, you know, and that whole rebellious phase of, you know, well, why am I following this religion if I, you know, I, I was only told to, you know, I want to make my own decisions, you know. Uh, I didn't really have the opportunity to, you know, taste the world, really, uh, and just, you know, fly across the country and do some midsummer cult thing, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But I have read up a lot on different religions and, and, and types of spiritualism, philosophies and stuff over the years. It's, it fascinates me, and uh, I think it's very important to be, even if you're not going to partake of it, to, to just be aware and open to other people's mindsets, points of views. Uh, I mean, hell, 
I may not worship Allah, but that doesn't mean that there's stuff in the Muslim faith that I don't agree with or that aren't wonderful things. And, and in fact, I, you know, I respect the Muslim faith quite a bit, uh, especially since they, you know, headlined a lot for like meditation and stuff like that. Uh, I think that's right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm worried about this podcast because, like, honestly, not only have I already got sidetracked, which I've noticed, and I'm by myself, uh, but I don't want to be held accountable for dumb shit I say, but I want to be held accountable for the good stuff I say. And it, you can't just pick and choose like that, you know? I don't, I don't want... I want this to be, a, like, a, a good thing. Like a small tight-knit group of listeners and a good community. I don't know. I'm excited, though. I really am. This is a, a trial run. I don't even know if I'll post it. First episode will officially be up with, like, you know, the whole description of the gardening phase and then actual guests and depending on the audio quality of this thing, you know, probably better audio quality if I can make it happen. But <clears throat> as for right now, this is my little trial run. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking this this thing should top out at 20 minutes, but I don't know if that's a good time, you know, because like I see people like Joe Rogan, who was really like the first person I ever listened to when I podcasted. But I mean, even then, like other podcasters and they, and they have hour long podcasts, two hour, three hour, whatever, you know, uh, I would love to do something like that. I just hope we can find stuff to talk about, you know, uh, that would still be entertaining you know, it's different when you're hanging out with people and friends, and the silence doesn't always have to be filled. And uh, but I mean, hell, this is just audio. I mean, there's no visual stimulation either. So I mean, I, I definitely don't want people getting bored. Uh, I want people to listen to the whole thing. It's a candid conversation, and I want it to be whatever the person needs: relaxing, enlightening, funny. You know, who knows? Uh, I just, I really. As I hung out more and more with these wonderful friends of mine and talked with some really wonderful people and had some awesome discussions uh, over this quarantine, you know, when really all you can do is talk, I really just started to appreciate the beauty of the conversations we were having, you know, and like this whole, we are two humans infinitely like traveling through space on a rock in the forever forward and backward of time we mean nothing right you know we're insignificant as fuck (laughs) but here we are on a you know on a bed talking about religion and its basis in reality and its relationship with science or whatever in these existential topics and we could be totally wrong we don't know and it's not like the conversation matters in the first place in the grand scheme of things but the conversation mattered to us and I think that it was just pretty you know in a way that you know two two human beings at this point in time had this conversation about stuff that was probably way far beyond their comprehension. You know, had those, that look up at the stars moment, you know. Uh, 
And I wanted to capture that. And I wanted other people to be a part of it. And I wanted more people to give me their thoughts on the conversation. So, you know. Uh, and I had been caught in, in the podcast for a few years. And I don't know. I've always approached, like, online, like, social media, I guess, uh, in a weird way. As far as, like, putting stuff out there to be seen. Not, and I don't mean, like, Instagram and Snapchat. I mean, like, like YouTube or TikTok or... Uh, well now, you know, podcast stuff, you know, I do, I, I act, I sing, I do other stuff, uh, I'm not nervous, I just, I feel really, like, guilty almost when I put stuff out there, because I'm like, what makes me think that I deserve success, you know, in the sea of millions of people doing the same thing, but then I realized, you know, it's not about getting big, it's not why I'm doing this, you know, it's not about popularity, it's not even about the appeal of the people. It's not about anything. It's about me. It's about my friends. It's about savoring these moments. Y'all just get to be a part of it and enjoy it. And I love that. But I mean, and if it makes me money, it makes me money. Or, or if it gets me notoriety, it gets me notoriety. But so be it, you know. I don't care if these videos or, or audio tracks, you know, aren't found till I'm, you know, dead. Or never found at all. What I do care about, though, is that, you know, somewhere on some data log or whatever in the future, or whatever they're able to trace us back from, you know, that these conversations were had, you know, and that they could be remembered if they should be, you know, and that's, that's the beauty of it. And you watch, like, a podcast... And it's just so natural. That's what I really liked about it. Because, like, you could watch an interview and get the same information. But you wouldn't have the same vibe. And what I really respected about the Joe Rogan podcast when I first started watching was, like, they they just felt like friends, you know? Every person he's on with, you know, relatively, feels like a friend. And it's crazy. Because uh, a lot of these people he's never met before. And these are famous people half the time, you know? really famous people that uh, people want to hear, you know, people would, would kill to tell you, Elon Musk, you know, he's been in the news recently, and Elon Musk has been on it twice now, they seem like old pals, and here they sit talking about, you know, uh, space travel, AI, pontificating, you know, the fall of humanity to artificial intelligence, it's, it's, it's wild, and all the while, you know, he ta- you take someone who's a uh, uh, defined character as Elon Musk, you know, uh, and kind of elusive, and, and he's humanized and, like, normalized in a way, put in front of Joe Rogan, who's just, just a open-minded 50-something-year-old dude who smokes pot, you know, and likes MMA. <laughs> uh, I love that. <laughs> that, that. I mean, just saying that makes me happy. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I'm coming up on 20 minutes, so I'm going to cut it. Uh, at, right at 20 just to be that head ass but thank you all for listening if you listen this far this was just a trial run like I said um, hopefully the audio is not as ass as I imagine it's going to sound and uh, yeah this has been the trial run for talking shit I'm really excited and I hope y'all are just as excited as I am um, and hey whoever's listening in the future because I talked about all that shit um, 
I hope this went well for you, homie. Like, honestly. Goodbye. Thank you.